D-Dog's award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue or grilled steaks and burgers or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dog's award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dog's Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Coming up next on the Barbecue Central Show. Now, of course, all that other promotion is dwarfed by the fact that you were a quarter of the panel that did the brisket roundtable, which has risen to uh, cataclysmic fame uh, within the podcast world. Yeah, that probably is what got me the Greenbrier gig. You know, it's just... <laughs> Welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue. From big-named interviews to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here inside Barbecue Central. If you're interested in learning more about barbecue, feel free to visit our website at www.bbq-the-4-theletteru.com. Get connected to the best barbecue forum on the Internet. And now, here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Thank you, Jim Morgan, and welcome to Barbecue Central, the show where we talk about all things important to the world of barbecue. Wherever you are across the globe, I certainly appreciate you taking time out to join me. Tonight, my guest is Ray Lampy. Ray is also known as Dr. Barbecue, multiple-time author. We're going to get together to talk tonight about the new book that he has coming out, also about the new deal that him and two other well-known competition cooks struck with the Greenbrier for the new barbecue mastery class. Perhaps a few other things, so let's get right to the barbecue conversation. Ray, welcome back to Barbecue Central. Hey, Greg, good to hear you. Ray, uh, before we actually get into kind of the, the two main subjects that uh, I was hoping to talk to you about tonight, uh, last week I did an interview with Chad Hayden, who's from Moonswiner's Barbecue, who's the most recent Jack Daniels world champion. Sure. And through the course of our conversation, he had made mention that he had taken your class uh, at some point here a few years ago. And I wanted to kind of get your thoughts about how successful he's been during the course of the year and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that, Chad's a real good guy. I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, ago, I guess. I think it was in Effingham, Illinois, where he came and took the class. And Chad's been around for a while, and he hasn't really had time to cook that much. And all of a sudden, he really just started picking it up. And he took my class and started cooking a lot more and, and has worked real hard. You know, I talked to him right after the jack and and asked him if he had cooked the chicken on his green egg, frankly. And he said, no, he hadn't, but he had practiced really hard and repeatedly. And he said, and I mean a lot on that green egg on his chicken. And he got to the jack and he won chicken. So he'd come a long way, but I appreciate him giving me credit for like that. And that's, you know, I think that's what I have to offer to these guys when they take these classes is understanding of the game. You know, there's no secret ingredient and there's no magic way to cook your chicken. But I like to try and teach these new guys that, to understand the dedication and the commitment and, and that it's a contest, you know, and that you have to be a fierce competitor if you're going to win. So I, I like to, you know, think that I helped these guys a lot, and it was real nice of Chad to say that. But, you know, he's done, he's worked real hard and taken a lot of other classes and done a lot of reading, and, you know, I can't take all the credit, but I appreciate a little bit of it. 
I was just going to kind of follow up with a question. You know, when you see guys like Chad who have taken your class and go out and win a big event like, you know, the Jack, do you take some type of solace or some type of internal credit that they kind of pass through your wings and you somehow help them get to where they're at at this point? Uh, it, no, it actually kind of ticks me off because I, I would rather be up there beating them. So <laughs> I guess it's nice and I do appreciate it, but no, I'm not ready to take that, uh, you know, iconic, uh, old guy <laughs> has been stance yet. I, I'd rather prefer to get out in there and mix it up with them. So uh, as much as I do enjoy it, no, I'd rather beat them than, than see them up there winning. Do you think Chad was a standout student? Does he immediately come to mind when you look through other people you had in your class as a guy that you thought might be able to pull something off like this? Um, no, I definitely didn't think that at the time. And and like I said, it was a couple of years earlier that he took my class. So um, I know I didn't think that at the time. But in between those two things happening, the class, taking my class and winning the jack, uh, he had a whole lot more time to put into it, and he put a whole lot more work into it. So, I mean, not no, I wouldn't say that I thought that at the time. But now looking back, I'm not surprised because Chad's a real good guy and a hard-working guy, and he, he paid attention and talked to a lot of people and, and really did his homework and, and did his legwork. So I'm not surprised in retrospect, but no, I wouldn't have, you know, but gosh, winning the Jack Daniels is, you know, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have picked him out in particular. Do you have any type of tally as to how many people have gone through your class and then have gone on to win grand champions at big events or won, you know, the Jack Daniels, American Royal, or best of the best type contest? No, I never kept track. I wish I would have, uh, but I never kept track from the beginning. Because like I said, I still consider myself a competitor, so I was just kind of doing that to pay the bills, and I don't think about it that way. But I wish I had now because there's been quite a few, that's for sure. Um, on the other hand, like I said, these guys work real hard and do a lot of other things, so it's not fair for any one person to take credit for a guy like that. Um, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> they paid their money. You know, you give them what they're you gave them their money's worth, and and I'm happy for them and all. But I don't have any kind of tally sheet. I, I do wish I did, though. It'd be pretty cool to have. Kind of changing gears now. Looks like you have another book that's uh, going to be hitting the shelves here pretty soon. Uh, first of all, let's go ahead and. Tell everybody what the title of the book is, if they don't know already. The NFL Game Day Cookbook. Kind of a self-explanatory title. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of simple, but there's a lot there. You know, those three letters in the middle are pretty impacting. That's, uh, you know, my God, to be involved with the National Football League is, it's got to be one of the top brands in the world. What are kind of the, the inner workings of, you know, how this all came together and, and why did you decide to tackle this particular subject? Well, I, I, you know, as you go through these things, I've written the three barbecue books. And when the contract is up, the original one was a standalone contract. The next two were on one contract. So you get done and, and you have to have an agent to even have consider you writing a book. So we we're talking together. I got a good agent, Scott, in there in New York. And we're talking, okay, what should be the next book? And I said, well, I'd like to write a tailgating book. And he said, okay, this seems to be a reasonably good fit. I'll go to the publisher and, and pitch this to him. Well, he went there and they weren't overly interested in the idea and they weren't really throwing any ideas out of their own and, and the guy said well you know there there was this uh mario batali tailgating book um why don't you go see if you can get the nfl on board to go with ray's tailgating book and i think he was just sending us on a wild goose chase because i think they just weren't interested in 
in going any further with me. I think they thought I was done with three books and that was it. Well, Scott goes over to the NFL and and finds out that they were interested. Apparently, it looks as though nobody had asked them recently if they wanted to be partners on a tailgating cookbook. Um, the one I could find, the last one, and I, and I believe this is the last one, was 1981. And it's a little flimsy paperback. Anybody uh, familiar with Walter Jatan's book would, would know what this is. Walter Jatan was the chef for Lyndon Johnson. And it's a holy grail to find this book. And it's this little flimsy paperback. Well, that's what the NFL tailgating book looks like from 81. It was nobody famous had written it. It was just, you know, kind of a small thing back then. So apparently they hadn't been asked. So they said, yeah, okay, we're, you know, we'd like this idea. We like this Ray guy. We, we looked at, they looked at my books and, and said, yeah, okay, we're in on this deal. But, of course, we're the NFL, and we need X amount of money to even consider it. And it was a pretty large sum of money. So Scott went back to the original publisher and told them, well, yeah, you know, the NFL is interested in this. But, of course, they're going to want this much money. And that publisher said, well, gee, you know, that's too much money. We can't afford that. Now, I mean, our reaction sort of was, this is the NFL. How much money did you think they wanted? You know, did you, did you really think they were going to be cheap? So <laughs> the good news was when they – they know to that they've now exercised their option or, or uh, released me from their option. So we could shop it then to any publisher we wanted. And Scott found uh, Chronicle Books out in San Francisco who did actually did the first couple of Weber books. And they did Legends of Texas Barbecue. And they've done uh, that Mastering the Grill or whatever that big orange one is that's doing so well this summer. So they, they got the concept completely. And they, were, they said, yeah, sure, this sounds great to us. So that's where the, the deal happened. And, of course, it happened last year in probably March. And the book's been done for a couple of months now, but frankly, the contract just got finished. You know, the, <laughs> you, it's a lot of a lot of T's to cross and a lot of I's to dot uh, when you're dealing with the NFL. And and uh, but it's all going to be good. So so it was kind of an interesting story. It's, uh, you know, this one publisher which just kind of sent us off on a wild goose chase, but my bulldog agent went and got the deal done and and landed me, frankly, with a bigger, better publisher at this point. So it's a it's a positive thing for me. And, and now we'll see what happens. You know, partnering with the NFL is a big deal. What kind of an investment is the NFL looking for out of this? Well, they're the NFL. You know, they're always looking to do more things, and that's what they do to get their brand out there. You know, hopefully this book will be in all the big stores with the big NFL brand on the cover. Um, and, of course, they get half the money as well. So, And I did all – and I wrote the book, so – their commitment to, to the book was letting us use all these photos that they have access to and, and of course, their promotional opportunities and, of course, their logo. Putting their logo on the book is, is a huge thing. So to them, it's one more, one more project. You know, uh, to, to me, it's, it's the project. My God, it's a great opportunity for me. And for them, it's just one more thing on the pile of, the, of being the NFL. So um, they're interested in it, that's for sure. But, you know, imagine the deals that those guys cut on a daily basis – um, it's pretty amazing that they would actually have an interest in doing a, a one single book with me. But I think that's why they're the NFL. They understand that, you know, the small projects all add up as well. Do we get to see Dr. Barbecue at Tampa Bay Stadium uh, singing national anthem before a Bucks game? Well, I probably won't be singing a national anthem. <laughs> that's for sure. But you may see me grilling some bratwurst in the parking lot. Um, we, we don't know yet. We just started that that aspect of it. The book will be out in May. Um one of the reasons the book comes out early is the the NFL does a big mailing in June. They're one big mailing, so we need to have the book out before then. But of, you know, of course, I'm fine with that too. What it's a summer project for me. Um, what's going to happen at the stadiums? I just don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, the stadiums all have their own independent things, so 
we don't know if it's just a coverall if they can. Of course, they're the NFL, so maybe they can exercise you know their power to say we want this guy to be allowed in every stadium. We just don't know yet. It's just too early for the actual promotional tour. I can tell you that uh, the publisher has told me it's going to be big, the tour and the promotion of this. And after meeting with the NFL the other day, I think it's going to be even bigger than they had anticipated. So we'll see. You know, it's all got to happen. But as of right now, it looks like you're going to see me everywhere next summer. And, of course, mandatory use of the NFL company Gulfstream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I haven't pushed for that yet, but, uh, but we'll see. I'm kind of thinking I would like the uh, a nice logoed up RV or a bus or something like that. Sure. I'm more of a parking lot kind of a guy, you know. Kind of like a Madden bus type thing? Yeah, it'd be fun. That's for sure. Some grills along and, and cooking out in the parking lot. I, that, that's sure what I'd like to do. It'd be a lot of fun for me. I mean, I, I've already told them I'm available to do that. That, uh, you know, I'm available for long stretches of time. Because sometimes authors get kind of uppity and, and they're only available for a certain amount of time. I told these guys I'm available all football season next year. As long as they got somebody to uh, to keep pay the bills to keep me out there promoting it, I'll keep doing it. It sounds like fun to me to go around to a bunch of stadiums and cook in the parking lot. Yeah, right. Heck, I was born to do that. So what can the readers expect from this book? What can we find inside of it? Well, the way I wrote it was uh, I didn't want to specifically write. You know, the obvious choice would have been write a little chapter about each team. And I chose not to do it that way because it was too obvious. Plus the fact that, you know, I'm a Bears fan. If I open the book up to the Packers section, I'm probably going to put it down and not buy it. It's just, you know, we're all like that. We're very possessive of our team. So I tried to write it uh, more as a cookbook and then include the teams and write some nice stuff about each team and then suggest a recipe, choose from the different sections of the book. You know, the chapters in the book are, uh, let's see if I can get them right. I believe there's appetizers and soups and stews and chilies and sandwiches, main courses, sides, desserts, and drinks. And so, so I would like to suggest that you this side dish goes with that uh, that sandwich and that main course and that's dessert. If you're a Packer fan, or if you're Monday Night Football, you might want to make the the brisket and the ribs and the coleslaw because you've got a little more time to cook that day or if your team's in the playoffs you might want to you know make this elaborate menu and and just that sort of thing and hopefully people will mix and match the recipes and create their own tailgating menus and you know we tied the teams in certainly and and again the nfl offers us the opportunity to use some great pictures i I don't know what all exactly how that's all going to end up but we have, you know, if they want to use the Bart Starr diving across the goal line in the ice bowl, they can. We have access to that photo. I don't know that it'll fit with what we're doing, and I don't know that that photo is being considered. I'm just using that as an example. It's a famous photo, but because the NFL is a partner, we have access to that photo. Now, I can tell you I have bargained for having a bear on the cover, um, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know that that's going to happen. My guess is the cover will be more generic. Did you actually have to go out then to every city that houses a professional football team to put this book together? No, we wanted to. We just didn't have the time. Um, it all came up so fast, and once everybody liked the idea and was on board, we, they wanted the book. They wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to give me a year to go around, so I did the best I could. I had been to a lot of these places anyway, and uh, most of my tailgating experience was in Chicago, but I had plenty of contacts and the ability to to do my homework and, and um find out what was going on around the country and again i tried not to make it too pigeonhole to each little city anyway um that would have been the you know that, that stuff you know more pictures of the guys in washington dressed like women is not really what i had in mind 
Um, I mean, I w- don't get me wrong. I would have liked to have done it that way, but um, I don't know. I probably would have just been partying in a parking lot and not getting a good book written anyway. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best that it didn't go that way. You had mentioned before uh, the month, but can you give us an exact release date for the book? As of right now, it's scheduled for May 15th, and, and everything I hear, that is going to happen. These things have a way of getting delayed, But uh, and I just saw a press release the other day that said June. But uh, my understanding is that May 15th is the date. You know what happens with these things? There's just so many people involved, and at this point, I don't get to make the decisions. There's These people know what they're doing, the people that make these decisions about uh, production and the cover and and the design and all of that. They all know what they're doing. I, I have no, you know, my input would just hurt them. It would, it would just drag them out and they'd have to figure out what to do with me. So I just kind of let them go and they do a good job. You know, let everybody do their job. There's so many people that are involved in the process. I actually wrote the manuscript and did the recipes, but from there on, I don't have a whole lot to do with it. But it looks like I was told recently that the date was on time. You know, everybody was, uh, I actually got it turned in a couple of weeks early, which is, uh, they really like that kind of stuff that makes them happy. Um, so there are, every, you know, I think everything is on track for May 15th, but I would guess uh, by June for sure. Now, there's a large portion of the subscription uh, base that listens to this show that maybe isn't a frequent visitor, Barbecue Central Forum, but they do love the podcast end of it. Is there a way you can pre-order this book through a particular website at this point? Yeah, Amazon's got it as of right now. Um, go to you know, go to Barbecue Central, click on their link. They always get a few pennies from that. But Amazon has it pre-ordered right now. There's no picture of the cover yet because they just that decision hasn't been made. There was a meeting last week, I know, and they told me they they were hoping they'd have something to show me by the end of the week. Um, but again, I just I you know I let the people do their jobs, so it, it, you'll just see a blank. But they do have it up on Amazon, but you won't see it till May, so it doesn't matter. Um, but I believe if you were to order it now, you'd probably be one of the first people to get it when it comes out. Any other books or any ideas for books that are on the horizon we might be able to look forward to? Oh, man, I got a real exciting one that just happened today, but I can't talk about it. Oh, you um, can tell me. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this. I've never heard my agent so excited <laughs> when I told him what I had what I had actually unearthed that I thought was a pretty doable project and I've yet to see him so excited in the four years that I know him so I think it's something pretty big it, it could happen fast too the NFL thing I I knew about this oh my gosh we worked on it for a year and a half and and honestly had a deal since March and just as of oh you know you know I called you and told you we could finally talk about it a week right. or so ago right. it's, it's just frustrating I mean but sometimes it just goes like that you know uh, you gotta you don't want to follow the deal there's still a lot of uh, a lot of little stuff that's got to be cleaned up and you just can't talk about it but the book's been done for since july or august um it just take these things take a long time and you know hopefully this one won't take as long to develop as the nfl book did but it's just the nature of the business and that's fine well everybody's certainly looking forward to that new book now kind of switching gears a little bit there was a very popular show on pbs for a number of years um there was a guy by the name of Stephen Reichland was hosting Barbecue University. He also then instructed a class at the Greenbrier uh, where people would go and you know learn about, I think they called it Barbecue University. And mm-hmm. uh, he's actually been a guest on the show and uh, you know a good guy. There's been a change at the Greenbrier. And for people that don't know exactly what happened, again, maybe you can fill us in on exactly what the deal is. Yeah, well, it really has nothing to do with, with me or us, I should say, and Stephen. Uh, 
the Greenbrier was hosting Stevens Barbecue University classes and the TV show, and they just decided to go in a different direction. And I met a chef there, and and we talked about it. And they were looking for a different. They he did it for seven years. They did a lot of classes there. They were just looking to go in a different direction this year. So I met the chef, and we started talking. And I said that I was probably available. And he said, well, they thought they wanted to use a couple of different barbecue chefs this time. And you know, who did I think? And I said, well, you, you know, tell me your wish list, and and I'll call them because they're probably friends of mine. Well, he called me up, and his wish list was myself, and Myron Mixon, and Chris Lilly. And if you don't know Myron and Chris, they are. Uh, Myron is the reigning Memphis and May champion. He's won it three times now. And Jack's Old South Barbecue is his team name and his business. And Myron is just uh, one of the finest people you ever met. And, Still uh, yet to do a barbecue. podcast with me, by the way. Yeah, well, Myron's not very high tech. You're probably going to have to go to his house to get him to do it. But <laughs> but he's just a great guy. And, and Chris, of course, is uh, the guy from Big Bob Gibson's in Alabama that's that's done it was once described to me and chris is a good friend of mine but uh john marcus once said to me you know you walk in a barbecue event with chris Lilly, and it's like you walked in with bruce springsteen right and, and that's chris you know chris is a great guy and i've uh chris was invited to cook at the james beard house a few years ago and i had the pleasure of going with him and cooking and we've done all kinds of fun stuff together and and i'm just looking forward to working with him so anyway they they ended up hiring all three of us to do two at a time the first event in june will be myself and Chris, and the second event in July will be myself and Myron, and the third one will be Chris and Myron. And then there's a couple of other dates. If we fill those three up, there's a couple of other dates that we possibly are going to be able to add as time goes. Uh, I don't know what the status is of right now, but the first one's not till June. It's a summer thing for them, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty exciting to be part of, that's for sure. Now, we don't have a TV show at this point. We're certainly, you know, interested in that, and, and we've got some feelers out. But but we're going there to do the classes, and we, we went there to meet with them and, and see the place and see what it's up to, and it's an amazing place. Boy, it was a pleasure to be there. This is the place that has – it's been open as an inn of some sort since the 1770s or something like that, wow. and it's a big, beautiful uh, – oh, gosh, they've got equestrian stuff, and they've got a croquet lawn and three golf courses and – the fine restaurants. I mean, we had a jacket and tie required for dinner in the main dining room. You should have seen that. Me and Myron, we looked like we were going to a funeral. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, now, Chris looks normal. He probably wears that every Sunday to church. Myron and I probably hadn't had a jacket and tie on in quite a while, but we were looking pretty good there. And it's a, uh, it's a phenomenal place. They have two certified master chefs working at this resort and there's only about 60 of them in the world it's it's just an amazing thing the two would be working at this resort uh it's it's quite a place it it's really a pleasure to be there and a pleasure to be involved with them and and you know it's going to raise our stock too it's fun to see barbecue go to the next level um i was telling you this before we talked before we went on the air here about uh the i got a i got an email the other day from the uh, polo club down in Palm Beach, Florida, which is, you know, the high cotton down there. And they saw my name on the website for the Greenbrier, and they want me to come down and do a barbecue class at the Polo Club in West Palm. Now, you know, this is, it's fun to be part of this stuff because this was unheard of just a few years ago. One of the things about the Greenbrier is, you know, Stephen is a little bit more of a, a cookbook author kind of a guy and a little bit, uh, more well healed than, than some of us are, probably more well behaved. And uh, seven years ago, that was the right 
guy for the Greenbrier, and it's, I'm really proud that to be part of what has happened and that now the Greenbrier would actually take on three competition cooks. You know, I don't think seven years ago it would have been a very good idea, but I think it is a good idea now. I'm real proud of that, that we have taken it to that level. You know, it's, it's pretty impressive that it's actually happened. We've, a lot of us have dreamed about it for a long time. It's not that long ago, me and Chris and Fast Eddie were doing the, uh, the thing for Maxim Magazine in New Jersey for free. You know, I think I've told you that story before. We, right. The three of us went and cooked three hogs for two bottles of Jack Daniels. You know, well, <laughs> we don't we don't do have to work so cheap anymore. And it's not that long ago. And it's so fun to be part of having raised the bar as much as we have, you know, to. And, and there's a lot of people involved, you know, a lot of people working together. There's a good group of us that that see this and we want to raise the bar. And we figure if we can raise the bar and get the the whole sport and the whole hobby to go to the next level well there's going to be a lot of there's not be an awful big pie up there for us to split when we get done now don't get me wrong it's a nice payday and it's a it's a prestigious thing and and of course we get to spend some time up there while we're doing this and and it's a pretty great place it's pretty good living Um, but i'm very proud of the fact that we've taken barbecue to that level from my understanding of how the barbecue university was set up there prior to this uh, switch going on there was kind of an extensive waiting list to even get in uh, so first was it was there an existing waiting list that people now have an option of either uh, declining to go because steven is not there or are you just getting his backlog I'm, in or how does that work out now well i'm really not sure who was keeping the list you know they they had such a long relationship that they were a lot of it was sort of uh, crossed over from each other. So I don't know who had the list. And, you know, frankly, that's not our, our end of the thing. Um, I haven't talked to anybody up there in a few weeks. But I believe it I believe it was the middle of October when they officially announced it. So it's only been a month. Um, I don't know that they immediately filled it up with this backlog. And, you know, I'm not sure that the backlog was, was it really 150 people or you know, did they just sign up? I really just don't know that much about it. Um, I haven't been called to tell that we're to tell me that we're sold out yet after a month. So that that I do know, but it doesn't mean it's not sold out. Maybe it is. I just I really don't know about that. Um, I'm confident that that we will sell it out. You know, me and Chris and Myron have all got a pretty good following, as well as the Greenbrier itself. You know what? It this is upside down of everything else we ever do. It, normally, if I'm doing an event, the guests are coming primarily to see me. I don't believe that's going to be the case at the Greenbrier. I think the guests are coming primarily to come to the Greenbrier and they're looking over the special events to see where, where's an excuse to go to the Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have that kind of repeat clientele and, and the guests that are just looking for an excuse to go there. The other thing that this particular class has been notorious for is huge money to get in and take for you know what was tantamount to two or three hours a day for maybe two days. We're talking... 33 34 3500 bucks what is the uh what's the cachet to get in you know with the big boys of barbecue competition yeah well it's a nice place i gotta tell you the uh you know it's a high-end resort you know the rooms are expensive the uh the amenities are expensive and and you know this kind of special event is expensive i don't have the pricing right in front of me but uh i think it's in the neighborhood of 2500 and i think that's what it always was i i I don't know i think we always talked about it being four thousand dollars but i I don't think the pricing has gone down but you got to remember that does include i think it's four days and three nights and uh and we're doing i 
I think it's a, a welcome party the first night. There'll be three midday sessions, well, actually morning sessions. And then there's one evening session that we've added. There, there's never been an evening session in the past, but one of the things that is going to be a little bit different about it is, you know, of course, we're talking about Myron and Chris and myself. Folks are not going to be content with me grilling some fruit and a piece of salmon. Now, we're going to do that, but they're going to want to see us cook some briskets and shoulders and, and a whole hog, it's particularly if Myron's there. Myron's the best hog cook in the world. I'm pretty much undisputed. Um, so we, we need to do that. So we're going to have one night where we're just going to prep stuff. And the folks can come on up. It's up on the hill at the, I think they call it Kate's Mountain Resort. I mean, this place is phenomenal. And that's primarily what you're paying for, the great resort experience. Um, but, but it's, you know, this is the elite barbecue class. And it's, a, it's an amazing event that's about to happen. So, I, you know, I don't think the pricing is out of line at all. If you saw the place and what they actually offer you, um, I don't think it's out of line at all. It's just a lot different than what we're used to, you know. I've seen video, you know, they... Would uh, Food Network would have a segment on Barbecue University out there at the Greenbrier. Uh-huh. It, it seemed to me that the clientele of this particular place were looking probably in the middle 40s and up, probably the affluent of their community that can afford to go here and seemed to be happy that they could stick a beer can up a chicken's ass and have it turn out good and juicy. It sounds like you guys are going to kind of uh, take that idea uh, but build on it. Do you anticipate the uh, the overall face of the clientele of people taking this class to change at all? Um, well, yeah, I, I think maybe. I mean, I, I don't really know what the demographics were of the people that were there. I can tell you this. We were there during the last uh, session that Stephen did, and we met some of the guests that were there for the barbecue, and – they were they were not tight people at all. They were all real nice as could be. Um, the ones we met were actually, I, I wouldn't have called them older or or stuffy by any stretch. You know, it's a different world, man. Just You don't have to be a stuffy old man to have money. And I, I think that that's going to be the case at all. Um, I don't know what was going there, but I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I, yeah, I think you're right in the fact that, you know, these folks don't, generally cook hogs for a living and that sort of thing they're you know they're probably white collar but um we found it we found it to be pretty interesting how how much like us the folks that were there were i think that's probably the appeal of the place too you know that that it's not like that you don't feel out of place no matter who you are and where you are it's it's just that comfortable of a place so um i don't know what was there in the past but i, I don't expect it'll change much I think it was probably a lot more normal than we than we realize. Well, it's got to be uh, certainly exciting. That's a different face uh, for barbecue guys that are, at least within our subculture, uh, guys that are synonymous with uh, you know being successful in competition and, and producing good barbecue to actually be out there teaching classes is, uh, again, like you said, shows that barbecue is uh, continuing to rise in the ranks and, uh, and moving up uh, level after level. So. Congratulations yeah, to you, well, Chris and Myron. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, it is. It's exciting to be part of, and uh, it just shows you that how far it's come. You know, don't forget we we've also been on TV a lot. You know, thanks to John and Chris putting together the All Star Barbecue thing, along with all the other stuff that we've done. You know, I've been on. Um, you know, I'm doing a three minutes with the weatherman 
a lot in the course of the year because of the cookbooks, of course. That's that's what they do. They line up these things for you to be on morning shows and that kind of thing. And Chris has done a lot of TV, and Myron is as well. Myron and Chris have both been on with Martha Stewart and Sarah Moulton. And, you know, I mean, these guys, we, we've got a lot of exposure over the years, and it's it's starting to compound. You know, it's really starting to multiply. And, of course, the books and, and the restaurants. And, I mean, the, you know, the, these guys have come a long ways. It's not... Um, it's not like it was five years ago, you know, we, we are a lot more viable candidates for this kind of thing. And, and yeah, it's really exciting to be part of that's for sure. And you know, the green bars, there's no better gig for a guy who was guy who teaches barbecue classes. There's no better gig. This is the top of the food chain. Now, of course, all that other promotion is dwarfed by the fact that you were a quarter of the panel that did the brisket round table, which has risen to uh, cataclysmic fame, uh, within the podcast world. Yeah, that probably is what got me the Greenbrier gig. You know, it's, it's much like the Greenbrier has fed me to the Polo Club. I think right. the, the Barbecue Central podcast probably is what got me the Greenbrier gig. Absolutely, I'll take all credit for that. <laughs> it goes right to my head, and forget about it. I'm not very humble. <laughs> probably, you, probably why I got the NFL book deal too. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah, and you matter of fact, the deal was closed shortly after that. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Probably the guys at the, the NFL office heard that and. And said, "Wow, we need this guy." You're right. Where uh, are you going to be traveling around, uh, holding any more competition cooking classes here that we should be aware of? Uh, at this point, I don't have any other ones planned. I may try and do one in Effingham, Illinois, in the spring because we really, <laughs> as much as I make fun of that VFW hall, it's really a nice place, and they have a little room that we could. We took out the storage room. We took all the storage stuff out and went and hid in there when it was really cold. And and I, I may try and do it. It's a nice spot right in the middle of the country. A lot of guys can get at it. But frankly, I just don't have the time. I've got so much other stuff going on. And I mean, I. I've sort of, I'm in the process of taking on a, a project that's going to have me in New York a lot. And, of course, I work for Big Green Egg, and that's always got me flopping around, you know, going to trade shows with them and doing as much as I can with their distributors and dealers. And um, I just did a, a promotional thing for Barbecues Galore this weekend in California, and I was in New York the week before. So, unfortunately, it's cutting in on my time of cooking in contests and, and, and doing the grassroots barbecue classes um so i don't know i don't have any planned at this point and, and i'm hoping to get one planned for effingham illinois um because i don't want to be doing them only at the green Briar if i can help it but i i don't know my schedule is awful full with fun stuff do you have any other personal appearances that you're looking to promote tonight no i don't think so i'm trying to stay home for a little while but uh <laughs> you know, it sounds like you might be out uh for quite a bit next year anyway <laughs> yeah, oh, it's going to be some kind of year, yeah, because, I mean, this this thing I'm trying, I'm working on in New York is going to be a 12 to 15-week commitment uh, plus the NFL book thing. So, And then I've got to try and write a book between now and then because if I want to have a book for the following year or the year after. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm sort of overbooked already, and it's only November the year before. Ray Lampy is now uh, to be four-time author. He is a barbecue competition instructor, and he will be one of the three guys teaching the uh, new barbecue mastery class up at the Greenbrier uh, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Ray, as always, I appreciate the conversation, the candor, and the insight, and good luck with everything you got going in the future. And when you have time to come back on, obviously I'll be more than happy to have you back on, and we'll talk about what's happening then. Hey, it's always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks a lot. Take care, Ray. Bye. Thanks again to Ray for coming on tonight, talking about the new book that he has on its way out in May. Again, if you want to be one of the first to get your hands on that, you can go to Amazon.com and put in a pre-order. Also interesting to 
hear about what's happening at the Greenbrier, kind of the switching of the guards from Stephen to uh, Ray, Myron, and Chris Lilly with our new barbecue mastery class. If you want to keep tabs on Ray or learn a little bit more about him, you can visit his website at drbbq.com. That's drbbq.com. He also is the company chef for Big Green Egg Cookers. You can visit the Big Green Egg website for a potential list of promotional appearances. Of course, he does have his Ask Dr. Barbecue segment at the fiery-foods.com website. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to learn more about barbecue and grilling, you can visit our website at thebbqcentral.com. We'd love to have you join the fun and camaraderie of the best barbecue site on the Internet. Stay tuned for the D-Dogs Rub Spot on the Backside Jones. For Barbecue Central, this is your program host, Greg Renfrey, saying so long, everybody. D-Dog's award-winning barbecue rubs put the perfect balance of spicy and sweet on your ribs, chicken, all beef and pork, and more. Whether it's slow-cooked barbecue or grilled steaks and burgers or soups, vegetables, or anything else from your kitchen, D-Dog's award-winning rubs make good food great. Four flavors, original, maple, apple, and peach, each made from the freshest all-natural ingredients. Order yours today at www.ddogsbarbecue.com. That's D-D-O-G-S-B-B-Q.com. D-Dogs Barbecue Rubs. It's better than ketchup.